Hello and welcome back to Sports Analysis with Kevin Leonard. First game we're going to get into is the wild card game and it's super wild card weekend between the Colts and the Bills. Now this is a game where I lean towards a live bet. The total seems high. The Bills are super high. You don't know what they're going to look like coming into the first quarter and you don't know what the Colts are going to look like. I mean it's kind of a game where a majority of the public is on the Bills which makes you always want to play on the opposite side. But I think I'm going to live bet this game. Now in saying that, the Bills should win this game, and they probably should win this game handily. The injury report for the Colts and the Bills is quite lengthy. Let's go through that right now. The injury report for the <clears throat> Buffalo Bills, unless Cole Beasley and Stephon takes is questionable, as you can see here. If you're watching this in the YouTube format instead of the podcast format, you'll see it a video here that'll lay out that Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley are both listed as questionable, though I, I project them both to play. Now, coming into the Colts injury report, if you're watching the YouTube again, there'll be a, you'll see everything here, but I'll break everything down for you here. For the Colts, it's some huge injuries in the forest bucket. Now, while the Bills are known as a running team, Forrest Buckner is more than just a run stopper. The Forrest Buckner plays side to side. You know, the guy is quick, you know. If Forrest Buckner doesn't play, the Colts might lose by double digits. Michael Will Holden is listed as out. Didn't practice all week. And a cornerback, Rocky Asin. You might remember the interception he had on Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago. Rocky Asin's a very physical corner that has that's very talented, very gifted. If he's not out there, I'm not sure who stops Stephon Diggs. Maybe, maybe his old teammate, Xavier Rhodes, to step up. Who really knows? But to break down into this, let's go down into some player stats here. Covers is having a decent season. He's doing 4,100 yards. Uh, 44 TDs, 11 interceptions. You don't like to see that many interceptions. And he hasn't thrown that many TDs, to be honest. And even when the increased pace of stay in the NFL, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing 48 touchdowns and other fantastic quarterbacks throwing 40. McPhillivers throwing 24 seems extremely low, and on a normal season, it is low, especially with the paced up season. So where are these touchdowns coming from? Well, if you remember the start of the year, it was a running back by committee kind of thing. You know, in fantasy football, it was always stay away. We had no idea what was going on. And they, they did it as a hot hand approach. And if you know, if you rostered any of these guys fans football, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, Jonathan Taylor in recent weeks has emerged as the guy in Indianapolis, but to tell you the truth, he could not be the guy tomorrow, you know? Like, uh, I see a lot of player profits and sports betting books have Jonathan Taylor at 80 rushing yards. And while the Bills defense might not be able to stop him, it's always been a hot hand approach. So the under makes much sense there to me. Half his carries could get taken away. If you look here, he's been the lead back when it comes to touchdowns in the red zone back. Name Himes gets some looks there, but John, Jonathan Taylor's been the touchdown there. So if you're looking for a touchdown prop, Jonathan Taylor's most likely to play. He might, might run one in at the one yard line, you know, if they get stopped there. I mean, the Bills aren't going to slow down the Colts. I mean, they have a veteran quarterback. This game should hit the over quite easily. But as I said, I don't have an official play for this game. I'm just going to tell you that, you know, if I had to pick a play, I'd pick the Bills money line or I'm live betting this game. It doesn't make much sense to do anything otherwise. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, 
the whole thing they got going on there. They're paying what forty million dollars more than that, maybe fifty million for two quarterbacks. I mean, they paid Jacoby Brissett, and the guys, you know, he comes in for QB sneaks only because Phil Rivers doesn't want his QB sneak. Uh, it's very confusing. It's very obvious he's coming in for a QB sneak. It doesn't make much sense. It's very. It's interesting to watch, to tell the truth. You go out there and you watch, and you just see all of a sudden Phil Rivers comes out, and the offense is out of rhythm, out of tempo, and Jacoby Brissett, third and one, QB sneak. Like, you know, defensive tackles aren't morons. You know what's happening. So I don't understand what's the thing. Maybe it's just trying to get Jacoby here reps. I remember a couple weeks ago we saw Jacoby Brissett came in for a Hail Mary because they thought Phil Rivers didn't have the arm, I guess. They're about the 40 uh, going into half. We're going to put the 40 and a half, and uh, Kobe Brissett comes in. Kobe Brissett comes in, he runs around the backfield, and uh, draws up a penalty, and that's the end of the quarter. You know, he didn't even throw the ball. So, why are they subbing Kobe Brissett in at all? Like, I don't, don't understand what's going on there at all. I think the Colts are dysfunctional, and I'm not sure what's going on. The Colts have been hot and cold all season. You know, you have no idea what's going on, and the, the Colts are going to do end up at the list all season long. You know, the defense is fantastic, and the offense is dysfunctional. And saying that, let's break down the receiving core. Michael Pittman Jr. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback in Indianapolis next year. And saying that Phil Rivers, you know, he might go coach there. You know, there's so many quarterbacks on the market. But Michael Pittman Jr. is looking like a stud. And while you look at his numbers, you say, Michael Pittman Jr. has only had 500 yards, and... Rookie, rookie wide receivers such as Justin Jefferson have, you know, 1,000 yards. How could Michael Pittman possibly look like a stud? Michael Pittman has shown excellent route running. Michael Pittman has also shown an excellent ability to catch the ball and catch after. Run after the catch. He's looked fantastic too. And while his numbers don't pop off a page, after some film study, you'd realize that Michael Pittman really makes his offense run. You know, T.Y. Hilton is really regressed. You know, T.Y. Hilton, great career, great guy, you know. I've always cheered on for T.Y. Hilton, but he's regressed. And that's just the honest opinion. Zach Pascal has been on and off. I, I don't even, I don't have much to say for Zach Pascal. I mean, you know, he's got 71 targets on 44 receptions. It's not great, you know. It's just an un... What's the word I'm looking for? An uncohesive group of receivers, you know, they've got a veteran presence in T.Y. Hilton to coach up Michael Pittman. But other than that, this team is very defensive heavy. I mean, they've got defensive stars such as Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckley. So if you want to take the Colts, or you or you even want to take the Bills, I mean, this game comes down to the front seven for the Colts. Can they win them this game? If you think they can, then you, you take the punch of the Colts easily. You think Josh Allen is going to look like an MVP all playoffs long and, uh, you know, continue the hot streak they're on? Then you take the Bills and you take them now because if you bet that's your prediction for the game, then it's only going to get worse. Yeah, let's hop in. Stefan Diggs has looked fantastic this year, leading the league in receptions and in receiving yards. Josh Allen also threw a 4,500 yards. Oh, that's crazy. He broke the Bills' record last week, if uh, you all recall. They also have had Devin Singletary. They had, this is another group of, of running backs that if you were playing fantasy football, you'd be like, you would never want to touch. 
Because this is, this is a hot hand approach as well. So if you're looking at player pops here, you think, should I bet the under on a Bills running back? And I would. As of late, they've been trying to incorporate the run game a little bit more into their game. But if you look at it here, let's just look at the stats for sure that I can see on YouTube, and I'll let you know on the podcast here. The Bills have thrown for 4,700 yards. It only ran for 1,700. And while their yards per carry is 4.2, it's not great. It's not terrible. You know, it's just it's average. No yards per carry. I mean, they're throwing they're throwing two and a half to one with a run percentage. I mean, that's tell you to take the Josh Allen over and take the rushing under. I think the Josh Allen over is at 300, and I think Josh Allen's going to be forced to throw the ball because I think the Colts take an early lead. So. I think if you say that, then go from there. I think if you're looking for a Bills line, I would wait till after the first quarter. The Colts have been a good first half team, and I think you'll get a nice live bet option. Money is green, you know. If you get the if you get a live bet on the Bills at minus three and a half instead of the minus six and a half of that, and they're both you know they're both minus one ten, well, you've just grabbed insane value for the same you know. Just because you waited. Live betting is a, it's a super underappreciated part of betting. You know, people just want to place their bets and watch the game, and I understand. But if you're serious about handicapping these games and you want to know what happens in these games, you know, you want to break down what happens in these games, live betting is a great way to go. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't lean aside, like right now, I don't have a play for this game. You know, I have some player props sprinkled, you know, the Josh Allen over, the uh, Naeem Hines under. I mean, not me, I'm Jonathan Taylor, my apologies. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, anytime touchdown score, will probably be my three pop plays. But I don't have a play for this game. You know, I'll probably, if the Colts come out quick like I expect them to, then then I will take the Bills and, you know, minus two and a half, minus three and a half. But if they're slow, you know, I might even get the Colts plus double digits in a playoff game where they have a fantastic defense. I mean, this game, you know, I assume majority of the money is on the the bills. I think I saw seventy percent of the money is on the bills, and then I think I saw like sixty percent of the money is on the over. Six and a half, you know, seven at some books, as we can see here. Let's check what the line is for you that can see on YouTube. The line is minus six and a half, pretty much across the board. The over under is fifty one uh, across the board at pretty much all sports books, if you can see here on YouTube and on the podcast. So. 51 points is a lot of points. The Colts have a great defense. The Colts' offense is slow. Dysfunctional. Why is so much money on the open? Because people like to watch exciting football. This is playoff football. They, people that watch, you know, your average viewers that are going to juice up the percentage of bets. Not the amount, not the amount of money that's behind the bets, but the amount of bets. Very key distinction. If you, if, you, if you just look at how much money is on, you go, oh, okay. But you know, as I say, sharps move the line. The percentage of the bets is a very important factor because let's say, let's say, I'll just give an example here. Let's say 65% of the bets are on the bills, but 80% of the money is on plus six and a half. Gold. You know, these are just random numbers. Then you just think about it like this: sixty-five percent of the public is on the Bills minus six and a half, but 
the Sharps, I have 80% of money on the Colts. Now, who's better at sports betting? Sharps or Billy that watches football on Sunday and bets the over every single game because he's Billy. So you need to you need to figure out where the line movement is, why is the line movement. You need to break down game from before you make your picks. And you need to not make your picks on Sunday. Making your picks on Sunday is like a point flip. If you make a pick Wednesday, you might you might you might get a line of minus four and a half and it might move to minus six and a half. That's great value. But sometimes you'll get a line of minus four and a half and it'll move to minus two and a half. You have to roll with the punches. Don't forget that. But let me get back on track. Buffalo Bills are fantastic past. They're led by Josh Allen, a young quarterback in his first playoff game, and I think this will be a great game. I think the Bills win, and I think that's all there is to it.